Well, happy Friday to everybody. It is another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. Hello, Adam. I'm grateful to be here with you today, uh, along with my uh, special book club co-host, Naomi Van Horn. And today, we are finally unveiling our uh, four new book club selections for the coming year. Um, I know we try to overlap from one year to the next, but I think this past year we ended up reading all of the titles in 2015, and by the time we get the first title read and record the first podcast, it will probably be 2016. So, But just for the sake of formality, we'll still call it the 2015-2016 Speaking for Him Book Club Selections. And um, I surprised Naomi today in the fact that I purchased each of these books for her so that hopefully we can read these a little faster than we've been doing and have a little uh, better turnaround time. And, uh, and more importantly than the speed of the podcast, regular intervals where we're coming to you with them because they, they are sporadic. It seems like we haven't really developed as much of a pattern as I would like. So the goal is to record one of these podcasts approximately every three months to give people three months to read each title and then we come in and discuss it and if any of these titles resonate with you and you want to read with us um then just let us know um just pick up the book through amazon or any other place that you can pick it up or maybe even the library i'm thinking of going to the library for the first title just because i like to read classic books in large print so that they don't get overwhelming but uh, that's just a personal aside about my reading style. One of the interesting things about this book club is I've committed to reading these books um, the old-fashioned way in book form because I do actually also love audiobooks. And I'm actually listening to two audiobooks right now. But that just comes from being addicted to books. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get back on track. And Adam has our quote of the day. And this comes from the very well-known C.S. Lewis. You can never get a cup of tea large enough or a book long enough to suit me. All right, and this is a great quote um, coming from an author. And it's kind of neat that this quote, this is the quote of the day, too, because I was just reading um, the other day. I posted a meme on my Facebook all about books. And as a book lover, all you want is more books places to put your books and and time to read your books and at the end of it was hot tea to drink with your books so uh, we have not yet incorporated tea officially into the book club but that could happen in the near future if we decide to go that route but right now we're focused on books and so today we're going to reveal our titles one by one um and i'm going to let naomi um tell us and i will as well but let naomi tell us what makes her excited to read each title and we'll start with oliver twist because that is our classic fiction title and that's the one we will start out reading um so if you are listening to this podcast and you want to read along with us um go pick up oliver twist by charles dickens all right. Well, I am excited to read Oliver Twist because, um, you know, growing up, you'd hear 
it was a classic and you're kind of like, eh, <laughs> you know. Um, but now that I've been reading more classics and once I read the description of Oliver Twist, I'm really excited because Dickens wrote a lot. Um, he was really trying to open people's eyes, like we saw in the Christmas Carol, to issues of the day. And Oliver Twist is about a boy who is in a poor house. Um, he lives on the street. And uh, all of, he was an orphan. And so I would really encourage you to read this. You'll really learn what England was like at that time and a lot of Europe. And also, if while you're reading it, um, keep a dictionary nearby. A lot of it is British and then old terminology. Um, I know one time, Andrew, you said that somebody was offended somewhat by the Christmas Carol because they mentioned ghosts. And if they would actually look up... Um, the ghosts in the Christmas Carol are more along the lines of the King James Version. Holy Ghost. It was their soul. So keep a dictionary nearby because there might be words that once you read the definition, you're like, oh, now that sentence makes sense. So. That, that, that's a very interesting <laughs> observation, and I'm glad that you made it because I had not, uh, as obsessed as my father and I are with the story, and if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that couple Christmases ago, we did a full dramatic reading of it with multi-voice actors, and uh, very uh, exciting, probably still one of the all-time highlights of doing this podcast, um, and so if you want to go back to the archives and listen to that, um, I believe it was in the 60 episode range, like episode 60 to 63, there's a four episode set, and so if you want to go back and listen to that, that would be great. Also, be praying for us, because very shortly we will be recording our Christmas episodes for this year. Um, and I can't reveal what we're doing, but I am working on a framework and kind of have a skeleton of what we're going to do. So uh, that's pretty exciting. And I'm really excited to read this book, too, Oliver Twist, because Charles Dickens is one of these authors that people talk about a lot. A lot of times we talk about A Christmas Carol, and that's a pretty easy read. Um, but we forget that um, Charles Dickens was an extremely prolific author before A Christmas Carol, and he wrote many books, and so I think it's important for us to explore his other titles as well. Also, I know that Charles Dickens had quite a bit of autobiographical content within his novels and I think that along with David Copperfield this is one mm -hmm. of his more autobiographical mm -hmm. novels as well so if you want to get inside the head of Charles Dickens this is a good book to read for that purpose alright well that was our classic fiction Oliver Twist by Charles Dickens and our next selection is The Paladins and I will give you uh, a little bit of an idea why I want to read this book this book is a contemporary um, slash fantasy book. It's kind of in the vein of Chronicles of Narnia. And we actually, a few weeks ago, if you were listening, we had um, the author, Timothy Stoner, in the studio. Um, doing. He gave us an author interview and told us why he wrote the book, gave us his testimony, and that was very exciting. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, go back and listen to it. And uh, you'll be blessed, and you'll also um, be able to be primed and excited to read this book, The Paladins. 
um, by Tim Stoner. And it's just interesting to hear the story behind the story. Uh, each of these char- each of these main characters are kind of modeled after his children, his four children that he had at the time. He has five total now, and he's just a great guy. So I'm excited to read something from a local author and encourage him as well. So. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm excited to read this because I love C.S. Lewis and um, the Hobbit series. Um, so I'm excited because it is fantasy and it's not, um, it's a more conservative. <laughs> That's how I'll put it. <laughs> so I'm excited. Well, yeah, uh, you know, I've had conversations with people uh, in the not too distant past actually about how invested Christians should be in fantasy. And I, I know it can be a hot-button topic, um, but I know specifically with C.S. Lewis and then also with this um, friend of mine, Tim Stoner, his his use of fantasy uh, is very allegorical. Mm-hmm. He wants to drive home some Christian principles. And so my hope is that as we delve into um, this book, that it would be an encouragement to people. And like I said, just the fact that it's a local author and um, and that we can encourage him in that way. I'm really excited to bring that to the podcast. So, and this next book has some relevance for probably all of us in this room, but especially Adam and I have been talking a lot about um, a soon-coming attraction to the West Michigan area. Chick-fil-A is opening sometime, yet to be determined, next summer, and... Probably, it might be, it will probably be a little bit before they open, but probably right about the time that they're opening, we will be reading uh, Eat More Chicken, Inspire More People by the founder of Chick fil A, S. Truett Cathy. And um, this is a very simple read. It's not quite as deep as last year's Christian Growth title with Crazy Love or even the one before that. Um, with Made for His Pleasure by Alistair Begg. Um, But it really just, I know my brother recently read it, and he said that it was really good, and uh, it lays out business principles from a Christian perspective um, in a very easy-to-read way. And um, this it's a pretty short book, too, so if you don't like to read, maybe you'll possibly even uh, like this one. And uh, this might actually um, be one that, AJ might want to read it, <laughs> yeah. and he might be able to be engaged by, because it's not that difficult of a read. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, we're just really excited to, again, read this book, and uh, hopefully it will somewhat correspond with the opening of Chick-fil-A here in West Michigan, which is something that we are really excited about. Yes, we will be eating more so, chicken, trust me. The closest <laughs> Chick-fil-A to where we are here in West Michigan right now is in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So it's quite a trek. <laughs> yeah. Um and the last time I I went there, I've been there once and I went in San Antonio, but I'm looking forward to being able to go to Chick-fil-A in my own backyard. Yeah, I think that um this will be a really good even if you're not a business person or looking into cuz I guess it's a lot of um what he did to grow his business and how he applied Christian principles. So I think even like it says financial, 
you know, look at it with a biblical. Jesus does give us instruction in the Bible of how to handle our money. And so I'm excited to read this. And it's always interesting to read um, about how a company started. So, All right. And our final selection, which is our autobiographical selection, is one that I am particularly excited also for a semi-local a connection, and that is Things We Couldn't Say by Dietamon. Now, Master Arts Theater has done the play twice in the past several years. And this is the book that the play is based on. So it's called Things We Couldn't Say. And it details um, Dietamon's work with the Dutch resistance, working to help Jews escape Germany and the sacrifices that she made in order to help make this help this be possible. Diet is now in her mid-90s. And resides here in West Michigan. I've had the privilege of meeting her personally. And um, so, um, again, another kind of personal connection and local connection. But just really excited to dive into the book and um, see what parts of the story were left out of the play. Because you can't tell this whole story in an hour and a half Mm -hmm. and really do it justice as good as well as master arts did and they did an admirable job you just can't so i'm looking forward to reading the book and getting a little more detail about what that might have been like and this is a story we need to be aware of too because uh there are certain things about america today that are venturing pretty pretty close to communism people don't like to say that they don't like to hear that but it's true um this country is founded on freedom and that freedom is based in personal responsibility. And when we start to say to the government, let me please do everything for me, then we're asking for this to be repeated. And one of the reasons that we read history is so that we learn from it because um, it's a common quote. I don't even know who originated it, but those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And so we don't want to do that. So that's one reason why we're going to read this book, Things We Couldn't Say, this year on the Speaking for Him book club. Thank you. Yeah, I am super, super, super excited to read that book. Um, I actually did read it when I was about 15 or 16, but I'm excited to reread it. I think I'll understand a lot more. And um, so and I actually wanted to read it, and then when... Andrew said, oh, this is one of the ones. I'm like, perfect. So I'm pretty excited to read that. And she, in one of her talks, I heard that she said that part of the reason she wrote the book was so people wouldn't forget or couldn't say it didn't happen. And so it kind of goes along with what you're saying, Andrew, that we don't forget what has happened. And um, another thing is, I think, like, she was young. Um, This is, like, the hiding place. Uh, Corey Ten Woman and her sister are older. This is a young, she's what, barely 20 or something, early 20s? Probably not even that. I don't mm-hmm. even think she was 20 when it first started. Yeah. And then, of course, she was engaged to a young man and he ended up dying um, as a part of the war and mm-hmm. she never found love with anybody else. She, mm-hmm. she stayed single and, you know, God was with her, obviously, but I'm definitely sure. That it's something that stuck with her and never went away. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, she gives interviews on occasion, but she doesn't like talking about it. 
And I can remember a few years ago when we did Sound of Music at Master Arts. It was actually right uh, about a year before we started this podcast. And I remember she attended one of the nights. And she walked up to one of the guys um, that was playing a Nazi. And she's like, she's like, I hated you tonight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she kind of chuckled. But for a lot of us just standing there, we realized that it wasn't really a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, she was laughing because that's the way she chose to deal with it rather than allowing it to continue to break her down. But I know that it was difficult because mm-hmm. for us, we see stories like this and we kind of just move on. You know, we watch a story about it. We say, oh, that's bad. But then we kind of just move on for her. It's a very, it was a very real thing. Mm-hmm. And so I think that will add even more realism and, and even more of a necessity for having the opportunity to, to read a book like this and to challenge ourselves to think beyond ourselves and to also, like I said, just be prepared um, to make an admirable defense of, of our way of life. So that this doesn't get repeated. Mm-hmm. So, well, those are the four titles um, for this year's book club. In re- quick review, Oliver Twist by Charles Dickens, um, which again is a classic that is often referred to, uh, but not necessarily widely read. I don't know. Uh, maybe you have read it before. If you have, then maybe you can read it as a refresher. Or if you haven't, jump on in and read it with us. Then we had The Paladins, which is a contemporary fiction slash fantasy. And again, that's written by local author Timothy Stoner, who you heard on the podcast just a few short weeks ago. So make sure that you pick that up and and read along with us. And then um, our third book is... um, Eat More Chicken, Inspire More People. Okay, there's the title. Eat More Chicken, Inspire More People by S. Truett Cathy. Again, business principles from the founder of Chick-fil-A and I think life lessons as well. And it doesn't look like a complicated read, so even if you're not really into business, I think you'll still benefit from reading it with us. Mm -hmm. And then rounding it out, as we said, is things we couldn't say. So... I guess the biggest question I have at this point is Adam has never really read a book with us on the book club. <laughs> Can I challenge you, Adam, to pick at least one of these books and actually read it along with us? Or do audio. Or, or an uh, audio yeah, book. Do audio. Hey, I like the sound of that. Because since you have such a long commute to work. <laughs> <laughs> I can catch the epilogue. <laughs> and then I'll be at work. Um, no, I, next I, time you go to Florida, because we all know you like to hang out there. And, <laughs> um, my weekend getaways. Um, no, I'll have to definitely look at the options. And I, I'm intrigued by especially the Eat More Chicken book. And I've actually had the honor of meeting uh, Deet before and hearing some of her stories. So to hear it more in depth. Mm-hmm. Uh, would be would be good. I, I would definitely be up for checking that out. So yeah, audio is permissible. <laughs> I, I'm telling. I've told a lot of people that the reason that I choose to read them, um, is because, well, first of all, my brother challenged me to read more books, um, the old-fashioned way, um, and so that's part of it. 
Another part is just that I want to be focused and not just trying to rush through. Mm -hmm. So that's another reason why I chose to read them the old-fashioned way. And I just think it's kind of neat that with all the technological advances, and even though there's e-readers out there, they're still printing a lot of books. People are still reading the old-fashioned way, and I think it's great. So I want to encourage that. Mm -hmm. In closing, I wanted to mention that um, Naomi and I will most likely be putting together a um, Speaking for Him book club group wherein we will be able to have book club discussions um, as we reach certain chapter plateaus, like maybe every three or four chapters um, we'll come in and have a book discussion, especially for the longer books. Not necessarily for every book, but especially for like Oliver Twist, I think it will be good as we prepare to do a podcast because sometimes um, we'll read a long book like that and by the time we get done with it and get in here and record, things that we thought of in the beginning when we were reading it aren't necessarily at the tip of our brain anymore. Mm -hmm. So if we have a discussion board to go back to, that could help. So um, be on the lookout for that. I will make sure that when it's up and running, we'll post the link on the Speaking for Him Facebook page as well as my personal page. And so be on the lookout for that. I think we're going to go ahead and do that. And we really hope that more people will join us this year for the book club. We'd like to be reading with a lot of people. We'd like to have a lot of good discussions. And if there's a particular book that you want to come into the studio and help us record about, that would be awesome as well. So we'll try to get the dates for our recordings up at least two or three weeks in advance so that you can be aware of when each recording will take place. And you can also always communicate with us your, your short review, your two-minute review, by voicemail if you mm -hmm. so choose on the Speaking For Him blog. And that info will run at the end of the show. Um, did you have any closing thoughts, Naomi? Just thank you for all these awesome books. All right. Well, we're excited to jump in and, and get started with this book club. Um, and so we hope that you will jump in with us. Um, we're very excited to come back in a few months and share our review with you. Well, that's all I have for you today. Um, as I always say, keep serving the best mess. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.